0: Listening to Inside Healthy Teams by Apricot Consulting, a series that draws on the experience of experts to unearth the principles of personal and team leadership. For more information, go to apricotconsulting.us. Welcome to Inside Healthy Teams from Apricot Consulting, revealing conversations with executives designed to help leaders build healthy teams and organizations. We look to help organizations live their purpose strengthen their connections, and deliver business impact. On this podcast today, we are joined by Avril Gahan, Apricot Consulting's Head of Transformation. We're talking about operating principles for change, and especially in light of COVID-19, these principles are more important than ever. So Avril, welcome. Thank you, James. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, my career started in human resource management, uh, working in the professional services industry. So, I guess I, I naturally started my career supporting organic change. So, in a human resource department, how do we support employees um, through the evolution of change in, in various different different senses? So, I worked in the professional services industry for about seven years, and I actually decided to go into change management consulting. So looking at from a digital transformation perspective and the evolution of the digital world, how we how we support people through that and then help them adopt digital technology. Um, I've also worked in education and I've worked in retail and again from a digital technology perspective but also general behaviour change and, and how we can... Uh, change the behaviours of people uh, to adopt the new way of working.
0: Yeah, well, and uh, that couldn't be more relevant. That skill set couldn't be more relevant, uh, given everything that is going on in uh, the world around us today. Um,
1: exactly, and yeah. I and I guess I never uh, probably thought I would end up in a department that was in human resources, supporting people through change and and overall people management. So it's fantastic to see other business departments recognizing that and the need for a role um, in a non-HR department um, to support people through change. So recently I've actually probably sat in IT departments and been solely focused on those people areas.
0: Yeah, well, um, so, I mean, this might have been changed from last week or last month, but uh, what are you finding in terms of the industry at the moment?
1: So for me at the moment, I guess I'm taking that holistic helicopter view of of what's happening in the industry. Um, obviously, there's a significant amount of change happening at the moment. And I, I guess I find that people are very focused on the digital technology change. Um, So how do we get Zoom working? How do we get Teams working for for staff remotely? But for me, I also think there's a key element that we're not focusing on, which is the people element. So how do we support people to adapt to to this new way of working? So it's not just about using the technology, but also about the social connection um and not necessarily uh, being able to physically connect with your colleagues. And then there's other changes also happening. So we obviously have a lot of um economic instability at the moment and that's probably causing a lot of um, anxiety for people um, and fear on what's to come. So there's this fear on COVID nineteen, mm. this fear of the economy, this fear is about my job and my my job and my roles. Um and what the future looks like for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And with all the panic buying going on, I mean, I was just speaking to a colleague recently about trying to get some headsets from our local office works and even those are, are going quickly. So we've obviously got to look after the technical side, the operations side, but you, you, you know, mentioning there as well, we got to, we've got to be able to get our people ready for that change as well, or to help embrace that change culturally.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and it's probably be a change that's going to last for some, t- be a change that's going to last for some time. Mm. Um, so we need to think about how, could, how do we support our employees uh, through a change that could last for quite a while, but also we have to adapt very quickly. Mm. So we, ha- we have to change right now. There's not necessarily the, the time to support people through a normal change process.
0: So you uh, recently wrote an article sharing Apricot's Operating Principles for Change. Can you tell us a little bit about those principles? So
1: I have Operating Principles for Change that I use um, for all different changes that I've been asked to advise and help with. So I decided to share these as I think they will be particularly helpful uh, with the magnitude of changes taking place at the moment. So I'll take you through those in, in a bit of detail and maybe give you some practical examples of how you can apply those in your in your workplace. So the first operating principle that we abide to when we're managing change is inspiring hope and connection. And I guess that's really where the idea of having project or program logos has come from and having vision statements for projects or programs. So you're creating that, that hope. Of what the future state of the change will look like and it's providing that inspiration for people. So in light of the current changes that are happening it's looking at what is our organizational vision, what is our organizational purpose and ensuring that you're connecting employees to your purpose and your vision. So you're creating that hope and, and inspiration and doing that throughout your communication channels so really creating positivity and, and taking staff away from the amount of negativity um, that it, that is out there globally at the moment.
0: Okay. And, and if I'm turning on the TV, watching the news, which we all are right now, we're all scrolling our social media, um, and I see, you know, even today, you know, Qantas, 20,000 employees, they've stood down for a period of time. Um can can you give me some really practical examples of how business leaders can, can combat that kind of messaging that's out there right now and inspire that vision, inspire that, um, you know, everything that you're saying there? It's
1: communication and engagement on that vision. So ensuring that that's at the forefront of everything that you do. Um, you know, it's at the start of your meetings. It could be having... Stand ups just to to connect with everybody. Virtual stand ups. Virtual stand ups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or remote calls with everybody just to check in how they're going and then remind yeah. them that this will end. Um, and and reminding them on that on that vision and the and I guess the benefits of the change. So there there are benefits of the change. So for example, a lot of organisations have been trying to move to a digital mm-hmm. method of operating. And I guess this has forced everybody to, to move to that model. So the, there are some benefits and it's remembering to try and connect employees
0: with those. Great, great, makes sense. Um, some other principles you've got there in your toolkit, tell us.
1: So the next principle is giving people, as I say, a voice and a choice. Um, so this is really creating ownership and accountability for decisions. So it's enabling employees to be involved in the decision making. So there's nothing worse than having something pushed on you and feeling like you don't have that control over mm-hmm. the outcome. Um, so it's about involving employees in the process, yeah. giving them a voice into decision making. And also they create their own um, outcome. They feel like they have a choice and they're a lot more likely to buy in uh, to that outcome.
0: Yeah, and I think that's particularly important at the moment given that there is so many things going on outside of our control right now. So wherever we can as business leaders to be able to uh, empower our staff to take that ownership, like you said, and and be involved in the decision-making process, uh, you know, is something that we can be doing, isn't it?
1: So an example, yes, James, an example that I use is in the case for organisations where... They have to make people redundant. So you, you'll see voluntary redundancies. So again, that's not picking people um, in your organization and making them redundant. You're letting people know the current situation and you're letting them opt in. So you're giving that voluntary redundancy and that choice. It's obviously not an ideal situation, but people feel like they can, they can have some sort of control over the outcome. So you might find people who are near retirement or actually were looking to take a break. Yeah. So rather than cloak and dagger, we come along and we pull somebody into a room and and make them redundant. So people are a lot more likely to process that a lot better.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Other principles. I'm loving this, by the way, and I think it's so relevant, um, you know, for our audience you know, right? Right now, we're we're looking at what we can be doing to look after our staff, looked after our people, and what you're sharing is um, is great insight. Keep so going.
1: Similar to the principle of giving people a voice and a choice, I yeah. think is trust and transparency. Yeah. So that they go hand in hand, but usually during challenging times of change, people can see the writing on the wall. You know, and that that starts to to generate anxiety um, anxiety about What's going to happen? um, What will the future be? So it's about being open and honest with employees. So if the current outlook is bleak, be open and honest and transparent with them on that and get their input on how we can solve that problem. So for a lot of uh, small organizations at the moment, they might be thinking, how do we survive in this period? So really be open with employees, involve them, and, and by involving them, you actually generate... Creativity and, and innovation on how we can solve these issues. Yeah, yeah. So is it that we, we get employees to go part-time? Do we get employees to take their leave now? Um, or how do we generate income in yeah. these periods? Yeah,
0: no, great. And your next principle?
1: I think my next principle um, to me is, is common or basic human human decency of understanding what employees are going through at the moment so that ability to put yourself in in the shoes of somebody else and understand the fears that they might have at the moment so mm-hmm. everyone will have different challenges whether it's financial commitments or a family to support or they might have a close relative that that may be unwell or their fears that they might they may become very unwell at the moment so it's, it's really empathy and understanding that everyone processes these changes differently. And as leaders, we really need to step into their shoes, listen to them, empathize, let them know that we're there for them and that we'll, we'll get through that change.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so there's nothing worse than having somebody f- feeling like you're being judged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and having that lack of understanding, and that's not going to help employee engagement and, and help us progress yeah. um, to the future either.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that empathy can be you know really powerful given given the circumstances we're all facing. Inspiring hope and connection, giving people a voice and a choice. Empathy. What's the next one?
1: Just before I move off the the empathy, probably what I'd add is. With the different generations and different workforce demographics, um, you know, typically millennials, as we know, can tend to to be a bit more anxious maybe than previous or yeah. other, other generations. So for the baby boomers or, or the demographic, that might be a little bit older. It may be hard to understand where a millennial is coming from. Mm. So it's really about removing that judgment and trying to understand the different... Um, methods of operating for the different generations
0: yeah great Um, and so we've got that empathy giving people a voice and a choice and inspiring hope and connection Uh, I love I love the next one I've read on I've read on here I love what you're about to say here go on
1: over communication
0: Yes, that's right, okay. because because we feel like at this time that communication is probably going to be one of our biggest challenges, virtual workforce, social, social isolation, social distancing, these are buzzwords that we're hearing over and over in the community, in the media right now. Um, and you're actually saying no. We need to. We need to not just maintain communication. We need to ramp up our communication. Mm. Is that right?
1: So during periods of change, I would always say we over over, communi- over communicate. Mm. Um, so how, how often have you heard somebody say, "Oh, but I, I sent you in that email. Did you, did you not see that?" So mm. we can't rely on one method or channel of communication and making that assumption that somebody has heard the message. Um, so usually. It's a minimum of three times, with the same message before somebody really hears that message. So like a true change manager, a comms plan is obviously key, but communication can be difficult in, a, in our normal working environments. But when we add in that digital remote working, it obviously is more important than ever. So my advice would be to think about how are you touching base with the people in your teams? Um, how are you connecting everyone in your team and trying to think creatively about how you can do that.
0: And your uh, last principle? Uh.
1: My last principle, I think I touched on this um, a little bit earlier, but it's really about building the capabilities for people to change. Um, so there's the technical skills. So, you know, the ability to, to use uh, video conferencing or to be able to work remotely and digitally. But there's also the soft skills. So it's it's increasingly harder for leaders. How do I lead a remote team? when that physical connection is removed. So I think it's ensuring that we're looking at the capability uplift from a technical and a soft skill perspective and how we need to support our leaders to be able to do that. Mm. So it could be one-to-one coaching sessions remotely and and talking through specifically the communication elements um, of, of leading your team, the productivity Um, And really, how are you supporting your team?
0: Yeah, great. Some uh, fascinating and very timely insights from you today, Avril. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you also to our listeners for joining us on Inside Healthy Teams. Thanks for listening to Inside Healthy Teams by Apricot Consulting. We hope you found it helpful. And if you did, it would help us if you could rate and review this episode on your podcast platform and subscribe for more episodes. For more information, go to apricotconsulting.us.